Hello, and welcome to our podcast, which is called The View from the Loft. Views from the Loft. Views from the Loft. Okay, we'll worry about that later. (laughs) Alright, I'm Aaron. Joining me is Trevor. That's my name. And we're here to talk. I might cut out. So might I. We've had some problems. We've Uh, had some difficulties, some technical difficulties. We have a friend in the industry. Um, We do. It was a very successful uh, podcast. Uh, if, if you're a fan of any hip hop or rap, I'm sure you've heard of him. Um, but I don't want to dox him, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm sure he doesn't want to be associated with, uh, simpletons like us, you know, just breaking yeah. into the industry, but he's got some connections and, uh, he's been at it for a while. So maybe he can hook us up. Um, hook us up with the, the sick cutthroat world of podcasting. Yeah. It's a rough world out there, but, uh, Anyway, we kind of wanted to do this podcast because, uh, well, we, we, this is our this is our second attempt at recording, so <laughs> we kind of covered this earlier, but I'll just go over it again really quick. Um, it, it'll be just as earnest as it was the first. Yeah, time. it'll be just as earnest. Like I, I like making videos for the channel and stuff like that, but uh, I don't know. The commentary tracks just take up. Uh, they take a while to edit, and uh, life gets in the way. And you know, I I made the we made the Paul Blart one and. Got some nice, wholesome comments, and I was like, man, I can't wait to make the next one in a week. And uh, now it's been two months. Uh, we've we've recorded two since then. One of them is not going to go up because it just wasn't very good. Um, and then the other one, I'm currently editing, so look forward it's to that. It's coming pretty out. iconic. It's a good one. It's, it's a good one. It might be better than Paul Blart, but I don't know. The, um, com- the commentary track, not the movie. Oh, no, not the movie. <laughs> Fuck no. Paul Blart's better than the fucking movie. Yeah, we watched a movie worse than Paul Blart. Um, but, um, some people may think, well, why couldn't you just, you know, help with editing? Somebody help with editing. But nobody's as good as Aaron is at editing. I'm the best. At least none of us. Nah, I'm, I'm, I should have sound. I should have tried to sound humble. And No, don't be first. humble. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I'm actually that good at editing. I just think I... I think you fucking are, I'm but the only that's a whole other thing. knows how. <laughs> Okay, that might be true as well, but still. But also, like, you couldn't have, like, two... I feel like it'd just be chaos to having two people edit one video. Like That's fair. Yeah, yeah I don't know. It wouldn't but, work out. But. but Anyway, that's why this is here. I don't know if it's going to be weekly or, like, bi-weekly, as in, like, twice a month. I'm not for sure what we want to do, but we'll we'll work it out. And, uh... The main point of this podcast, I guess, is every week we're going to discuss a movie. And uh, we'll take turns recommending a movie the week before. And then the following week we will discuss the movie. Or following episode, I should say, because I don't know if this is going to be weekly. But yeah, so at the end of every episode we'll we'll, uh, recommend a movie. And by the next episode we will have both watched it and hopefully you guys watch as well. So you can uh, be informed when we discuss it. It's like class. You got to keep up with your readings. Yeah. We're going to be assigning homework at the end of every podcast. Um, <laughs> Please answer this 10 question response. Yes. But uh, we're not going to do that for this one because, you know, this is episode one. So we don't want to review a film that no one else has had the chance to watch. You know, we don't want to spoil anything. So we thought it might be a good idea to just kind of. Talk about, like, some of our favorite movies, 
kind of the movies we like, directors, actors, whatnot. Just have a discussion so you get to know our taste before you hear us like talk about movies. And we'll try and be... We'll try and pretend to be as informed and intellectual as possible. Though yeah. it may become painfully obvious. <laughs> that we're not. That, like, <laughs> that we're not at all. Yeah, that, we're that, not like that, critics. I mean, we, like, we're not even pretentious like film students. Like, no. We're no. worse than that. Um, <laughs> well, because, well, we made that joke one day. We're like, are we people who just pretend to be really pretentious with films and all we've watched are like Marvel movies? And yeah, that kind of sums us up. We're working on that. We're, we're better work- than we were. Yes, yeah, so this podcast is going to be our journey to become film bros, basically. Look, my letterboxed watch list is 16,000 entries strong. That's insane. <laughs> that's, that's I, I, insane. Am, I, I am not going to watch all of these movies before my death. Yeah, there's no Somebody's going to have to pick up the torch. <laughs> I, have a, I have 137. I feel like that's reasonable. That's more than reasonable. Um, but maybe that's the arc of the podcast. Like, by the end of the podcast, when we're on our deathbed and we're still recording, <laughs> you get to pick a listener to continue. You're right, you're right. The... Somebody gets to keep up the fucking... How many are in there, you said? Put poggers in the comment section below, and whoever gets randomly selected will have to carry on my life's work. How long is the watch list, did you say? Uh... Let me see specifically. Is that... Uh, where do I find it here? Uh, 16,792. Damn. That's wild. It is pretty wild. Because I have a weird tendency to just add things to lists that will never, ever didn't, matter. Didn't you and a friend, uh, what, Brandon or Andrew, like, calculate how much... Yeah, Brandon calculated that it would be, like, several years of my life just, like, not, like, to, to watch them, but, like, just in runtime of movies. Okay, okay. And, like, I did the math to see how long it would take me to watch them. Of course, it was smaller list. When I did the math, it would have taken me, like, I think it was, like, 40 years to watch all of them if I watched one a day. Damn. And, like, 20 if I did two a day. I mean, but you I'm do not four sure. a day. You could bring that down to, like, 10 years. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. <sighs> Four days is a lot, no? It doesn't sound like a lot, but it is a lot. Maybe it, it is does, a lot. Maybe it does sound like a lot, but like, I don't know. It does. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a lot. And I mean, you could watch like, like you know, ninety-minute films. Yeah. That probably not take nearly as long. And also, I imagine because I'm not entirely even sure what all is in the watch list at this point. Like, it's reached a point where I don't know. So I'm sure that, like, yeah. a significant portion of them are short films. Well, there's been times where I'm, I plan to watch, like, three movies in a row or, like, two movies. And then I'll just watch one, and it's, like, really good, but it just makes me, like, sad. And it's like, mm. I don't want to watch another movie now. Yeah. So. Well, no, I, that, that was me because I watched Fight Club for the first time. I thought I'd seen Fight Club before, but after I started watching Fight Club, it became increasingly apparent that I'd not actually seen Fight Club before. <laughs> Because it was, it's not at all what I thought Fight Club was. But, um, and then, like, I was short sorting the list by popularity, and then the next one was Gone Girl. And I was like, I'm not watching David two, two David Fincher movies in, like, a fucking setting. No, that's not my life. Yeah, I realized, like, a couple nights ago, maybe, I guess, last night, that I 
never watched a Wes Anderson movie, and I watched one of them, and I really liked it, but I'm like, yeah, I can't, I can't watch another one for, like, at least a few days. I mean, Wes Anderson's a really good director. Yeah, I, I really uh, like uh, Wes I've Anderson. I've only seen two of his movies. I've seen Moonrise Kingdom, and I've seen Grand Budapest, but... I have only seen Life Aquatic, and it's up there in, like, my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, both of the movies I've seen from him are, as you know, uh, Essentials. Essentials, yes. Speaking My of Essentials, essentials uh, how about we get into that? Let's talk Let's about some that. of like our, our favorite you know, movies. I guess we can both start with saying our, our favorite movie of all time. I think we both know each other's, but if you want to go first. Kind of why you enjoy it so much <laughs> well i'm gonna have to get into the nitty-gritty with mine i think not really that hard but you know Wait, i have uh, to okay i'm sorry to interrupt but uh do you know what time we started like recording this uh no idea okay i want to keep it like under like an 30. hour well i sent the just i am su- back message at 6 35 okay then just assume like 6 35 Around, I, yeah. 6.40, I'd say. 6.40, okay. I didn't want it to go in, like, longer than an hour, but... Right, right. Alright, we're good. Okay, continue. Well, I mean, do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first with a recommendation? Well, well, not I feel with like... a recommendation, but... Because oh, I'm not... Uh, I mean, I'm honestly not entirely sure what you'd pick. I've got, like, a couple ideas. Well, I'm, I'll be honest, like, I feel like my favorite movie, like... I feel like, uh, even though it might be a bit controversial, I feel like I can explain it. For your favorite movie, I feel like you have, like, some, you gotta, like, write an essay or something. So, maybe, maybe I'll go first, because I feel like it's just gonna be really quick. Okay. Well, I do want to express, though, before any of this, is I don't know how you feel about it. I don't really have, like, I wouldn't consider it to be, because I don't really have, like, a favorite movie. Let's just get into it. You're right, you're right. Um, like you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, like okay, it's hard okay. to pick one over like anything else. But is... like if I if I put a gun to my head, I think I would pick the one you're thinking. Um, yeah. So do you just want to go? Anyway. I feel like we've teased okay. It I'll up. go. I'll, I'll go it. ahead. I'll go. Yeah. You're right. I, I, I'm I'm getting everybody's like, on the edge of their ready. seats. What's his favorite movie? They're about, they're about to nut, and I can't blue ball them now. Okay, so my favorite film is a little known movie. 1982 called Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Conan the Barbarian is an underappreciated masterpiece of cinema. Alright? It is straight fucking Kino <laughs> in every sense of the word. And I don't care what certain individuals who we may or may not know in person have to say about that. See, I like Conan so much. Because there's something about, like, the world in it that I find deeply engrossing, despite the fact there's hardly anything to know about any of it. And I just kind of sit there and I just say, yeah, that's, that's, that's Conan. Look at him going. It's Conan. There's the fucking, the guy who voiced Uncle Iroh living in the woods. Not the woods, he's living in a desert. Um, in a real pretentious film bro kind of way. Conan the Barbarian is the perfect representation of Nietzschean philosophy on screen. Okay. You got you gotta trust me on this, okay? I trust you. Because 
Conan is the very ideal of like the Ubermensch master morality character. Okay? Everything he does is by his own will and his own power. Alright? He makes it all happen. That sounds vaguely Aryan, but I promise. I'm not a skinhead. But still. We I really friends. like that about the movie. We do and know it a does. Skinhead. It even it does who? <laughs> You say no, Gabe's no. a skinhead? <laughs> yeah, Gabe's a skinhead. <laughs> Gabe is a skinhead. Right, right. <laughs> but no, um... I feel like I... I, know, I sometimes, I, I don't know why I like Conan so much. <laughs> it's hard to explain. I can't add much, uh... Just due to the circumstances of when I saw it. Uh... I don't know how if we want to get into that. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know, but uh, I, I gave it a three on Letterbox, but I feel like that's not I. I was not in the state of mind to. Um, there were uh, substances involved. We'll yeah, uh, yeah. I, the only time I've seen Conan, there were substances involved, <laughs> and uh, all I remember is like the snake. Like, <laughs> was it James, James Earl Jones? Yeah, James Earl Jones, like transforming uh, into a snake. That's most of what I remember. Um. <laughs> So yeah, I can't. I, I'll just take your word for it. <laughs> I mean, to truly like express how I feel about Conan would take a whole hour of me going in depth with like a script written out to explain why I like Conan so much. Because it's basically an argument to say that I like Conan as much <laughs> as I do. Like nobody looks at that. Like you say some movies, like, oh yeah, Fight Club. Oh yeah, you know. And people, are like, oh yeah, yeah, that's a really good movie. Shawshank, Godfather. Somebody goes up to you, and he's like, what's your favorite movie? Conan the Barbarian. Like you're gonna have to like. I like that though because it, it's unique. <laughs> it, you're gonna have to like, like a Nietzschean thing. That I'm not pulling that out of my ass. Like that is kind of the subtext of the movie to the point where it. it oh, open with a quote. Oh, fuck me. I'm just saying that the film starts out with a quote from Nietzsche. Like, that, that's the opening oh, quote. Yeah. It is a Nietzsche quote. That's not so just some context you're trying to, like... No, it's not. I mean, I do have a tendency to project that onto things. Like, existentialist themes. But, yeah. with Conan, it legitimately is. Not even existentialist, necessarily. But, I mean, it is. But, it's specifically Nietzschean. Because it does start out with the, that which doesn't kill you only service to make you stronger or whatever the quote is specifically i may be paraphrasing without knowing it but yeah yeah it it is like the meaning behind it which is why i'm kind of more critical of the sequel because the sequel is i don't hate the sequel but it's like it, it is just like what everybody's perception of what conan the barbarian is like like that's literally what the second movie is okay like just him with the sword gonna kill the things and and you know that that kind of generic sword and sorcery which is fun and everything but the, yeah. the original movie has that, and then tries to actually have. So you're saying the, sec the second one is kind of like a fun, yeah, cheesy movie. The first one actually has some meaning. But it, it but it, yeah, that's why I like it more because it's still fun and cheesy, and still manages yeah. to have, uh, like some kind of. Because I mean, there's the scene, of course, uh, which I don't know if you recall or not, where they, uh, he and the uh, the archer. They uh, ingest some kind of like hallucinogenic or like a psychedelic, like a psychedelic, yeah. and then they just stroll through the streets. And then a camel scares Conan. I don't think I remember punches, that. He punches it in the head so hard oh, wait, yeah. that it collapses. I do. Okay, I do remember and, that. And that's just. I mean, if that's not your favorite film, then really, <laughs> who, who, who even fucking are you? But 
Anyway, I think I've said my piece on Conan. It's good. Well, my favorite movie is uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Um, again, some people that we may know may have a problem <laughs> with that, but uh, I really like Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Um, yeah, I, I just there's I love the dialogue, like the humor, and uh, there's so many like little visual gags as well that I like notice every time I watch it. Just think it's like really funny. Um, the editing in the movie is is it's like the best editing I've seen in any movie. I think like the way it's like utilized to kind of I guess put you in the shoes of the characters and make you like feel what they're feeling or going through. I guess. And it conveys the message of the film pretty well. Like, yeah. Well, not really so much the message, I guess, but like it, it does it, it does convey the story itself. Yeah, which it puts is kind you... of impressive. Yeah, and also the soundtrack for that movie, it's probably like one of my favorite soundtracks. Um, mm. Everything in that movie is like really good. I, if I didn't have like such a fun, it's just such a fun movie. If I, if I didn't have, I have like one problem with the movie, and if I didn't have such like a fun time watching it, like it, this one problem may like stop me from saying it's my favorite, but it doesn't. Um, at the the ending, I guess spoilers for Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, but uh, <laughs> if you haven't seen his Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, yeah, 2010. Uh, it's been 10 years, so somebody's probably forced you to watch it by now, but <clears throat> yeah. Um, basically, uh, he ends up with like Ramona at the end, which I feel like kind of goes against like the narrative of the entire movie because Scott's kind of like an asshole throughout the whole movie. He's like a shitty person, and he's just kind of like. I don't know, I, I get, like, the manic pixie dream girl, like, criticisms, but I feel like that kind of plays into the movie, because that's how he views Ramona, like, he views her as some magical figure that's just gonna, like, come into his life and, like, fix all his problems, but she's not, because she's, like, her own person, and at the end of the movie, Scott kind of realizes that he has to, like, he has to own up to his mistakes and, like, gains the power of self-respect and whatever, but... Then he also gets everything that he wanted. Like, I, f I feel like he should have. Narratively, it doesn't really make sense for him to like learn this big lesson. But then, like you know, change as he changes as a person. But then he still gets exactly what his old self wanted. Um, and I I have the graphic novels, but I haven't um read them. But I think in the ending of that, he ends up with knives, maybe, which. I don't like that either because like no she's underage um but also he's just like he's really shitty to knives like throughout the whole movie like he's an asshole to knives it's like at the end he admits to both of them that you know he's a shitty boyfriend and he cheated on both of them and that he doesn't really like deserve them and I feel like that's true and also like that that should have what that, that's what should have happened like Ramona should have left at the end and then Scott just goes out to be his own person, yeah, I guess. Knives should have left. Yeah. I I'm okay with, like, Scott. I mean, maybe, like, Knives, like, I don't know. I mean, they were, like, friends, I guess, so maybe. But, yeah. Like, I'm okay with them being, like, friends, but it, it is still kind of creepy because she she's, like, 17 yeah. and he's, like, I don't know, like, 25 or 24 in the movie. He's decently old. Yeah, there's enough I mean, he's of He's older than we are, I'm, I'm, but, like, I'm yeah. not pretty sure. 
but there's, there's enough of an age gap there for that to be kind of creepy. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think I spent more time like talking about my no, I think problem. I... But uh, I feel like I need to preface that because there, there is like a fan base for Scott Pilgrim versus the World that kind of I feel like misses the point of the movie. I'm sure. I mean, I think there's a lot of that. Everywhere. That's most movies, I guess. But like you know, well, because even what I was saying, you know, I mean, I like Conan, and it's like Nietzschean stuff. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of people who are like into the Nietzschean like philosophy and and whatnot, and they're complete jackasses <laughs> uh, who I have little respect for, if any at all. And and so, and you'll see that with you see that with Conan. A lot of the people who talk about Conan being really well, uh, they basically they try to turn it into like purely like like indulging in toxic masculinity. Which, I mean, I guess, I mean, yeah, Conan is, like, an overly masculine character, but, like, that's just because of the setting, I guess, you know. Yeah, and, and that's kind of like... It's more about just doing your own will, you know, and making things happen because you have the, you know, the wherewithal to allow, it to, to make it happen, that kind of thing. But, yeah. Yeah, another one of, mo- one of my favorite movies that I feel like runs into that problem is, like, American Psycho. Oh, yeah. Because it was, like, it was made by a female director, and, like, she made it with the purpose to show, like, how toxic, like, some men can be, and, like, how, I guess, messed up the, kind of the capitalist and system is, the the, mm-hmm. the business side of things, and it's meant to be, like, a critique, but then you got, like, a lot of people are, like, Patrick Bateman's epic, bro, like. Yeah, yeah, well, there's but, a certain certain film that came out recently i think is a a lot like that um i don't know if the honestly with that movie maybe it was intentionally made to be like that but who knows what um, what, what which one joker oh joker yeah <laughs> joker yeah joker's a joke no um, yeah, american psycho is better than joker but um, i mean yeah god yeah um yeah i just wanted to mention american psycho because that's like another one of my uh, favorites but uh I mean, there's a lot of films like that, because like, like I mentioned, I, I mean, I, I recently actually watched Fight Club, and I know Fight Club kind of has that issue a lot online. Yeah, I know that's a big one. see it as like, like indulging in toxic masculinity when really the film... Of course, I mean, not to tout my own fucking big brain here, but I, I didn't get that at all from my first watch. Like, I, I saw it as like a critique of masculinity, not masculinity, you know, but uh, of toxic masculinity. Yeah, for movies like those, you kind of get, like, the problem kind of creates, like, two sides. You got people who, like, idolize it, who don't understand Mm. that, like, it's a critique. But then you got also have people who, like, shit on it because they don't understand it's a critique. Like, seen that with, like, Fight Club and American Psycho, like, a lot of people say they're, like, sexist movies, but... Which, uh, you know, to a degree, they are, but that's the point. You yeah, know, they are, but it's not It's say. not like glorifying it or saying yeah. that it's the right thing. Yeah, right? because just because something's in a movie doesn't mean it's like, you know, fucking endorsing it. Yeah, exactly. Um, But, like, like that was weird with me in Fight Club was because, like, I, you know, I, I did get what you're saying with American Psycho when I watched it. But, like, and even, like, to a lesser degree with Scott Pilgrim, like, yeah, I get that that's kind of what the meaning is but like i could see logically how somebody could like miss that connection oh yeah 
but like Fight Club seemed so painfully obvious to me that it was trying to critique it. Not really in like the like the first act, first two acts. Yeah. But like by the third act, it's like pretty clear. I think that it's like not really supportive of it by some very deliberate choices. And yeah. I've heard the book goes into that more in depth and makes it like literally can't even interpret it in any other way. But I'm I've never read the book. I, I just you know read about it online and uh, yeah. Feel yeah like so I just I don't know movies where the main characters are not necessarily where the protagonist is not good, like not a good person. No, uh, yeah. I feel like those that runs into you run into that problem a lot. Well, because ultimately, like films like that are satirical, kind of. Yeah. At least to some extent, I don't know if satire is the right word at all, but you know, they are satirical no, of whatever yeah, they're think... talking about. Yeah. And um, they might not be satirical films, but they have those elements in them. And um, I mean, I guess that means they're good, though, right? Because I mean, if it if it if it wasn't. Like it, like bad satire is obviously satire. Oh yeah, like it. It's you know, so like you good at like be... becoming yeah. a parody, or parodying. Not not necessarily like parody and or I guess satire, but yeah, not. Well, it's like aware way. of what it is. Yeah, it's so aware that like yeah. some people don't even realize it. Like, and they know exactly what they're critiquing so well that they can treat it like they're not even critiquing it. Yeah, and that that's the key to it, but. Yeah, you know. I would say American Psycho does that. Uh, out of all the movies I can think of that deal with that, I think American Psycho probably does it the best. Because I feel like Scott Pilgrim does kind of negate the its main idea with the ending. And I haven't mm-hmm. seen Fight Club, so I can't really speak to that. You know, you're right about Scott Pilgrim, though. I mean, because I've seen that enough times and in enough states of consciousness to know how I feel about Scott Pilgrim. And I do really like Scott Pilgrim, too. I mean, I know you know that. Yeah. I mean, it's it's got a 5 out of 5 on my letterbox, but that is something. Like, it doesn't take me out of it completely. No. But um, it, it is it is kind of odd, because, yeah, it would have been better if he was just alone completely in the end. Um, and instead, yeah. he's just, he's just gets what he wants. He, it's just he, he not, they, not the best thing when you've spent your entire movie establishing how big of a fucking man-child he is. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of what I dislike, but I don't know. Um, another movie that I know is like, what's one of my favorites? I I think it's one of your favorites too. Uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. This is I didn't know if you were going to say your favorite film is Scott Pilgrim or Fear and Loathing. Yeah, that's why so, I wasn't sure. Yeah, Fear and Loathing is like my second favorite movie. Um, uh, I could probably like besides like top two, I probably can't rate move like rank movies um but the yeah fear and loathing is definitely second for me like i really only rate conan from a very subjective like you know oh, yeah. like like something about that just like i don't know really gives me a nice warm blowjob and i i really appreciate it um yeah um same with scott pilgrim it's a very like it's very based off my own experience, like, right? Uh, you know, but yeah, Fear and Loathing is is great. I I love that movie. Um, it's kind of like mixed, I think. Um, it came out middling when it when it came out. I think. Yeah, a lot of middling. people really didn't like it when it came out, and it's since gained like a bit of a cult following. But uh, I don't know. One of my favorite things to do is like go through Letterbox for movies that I love and like sort by lowest. 
um, reviews. I'm too jaded for that. I get angry. <laughs> yeah, but like I, I get a, a lot of the complaints with Fear and Loathing. I get like they're the plot is so uh, disjointed and oh, but I just. See, that's what makes me love it so I know. Much. I, yeah, like, for me, <laughs> like it, it's not for everyone, you know, like... The, I didn't it, like it as much the first time, but I've I seen didn't it either. several times now. I didn't either. Yeah, I've probably seen it, like... And I've, I've liked it more and more every time. Um, yeah, I've probably seen Scott Pilgrim, like, close to ten times, and I've probably yeah, seen Fear track. and Loathing, like, five, maybe. I've lost track, honestly, of how many times I've watched both Conan and Scott Pilgrim, but... Um, yeah. yeah. Um Yeah, like fear fear and loathing, like there's a lot of stuff in that movie that I get like would turn people off of it. Like uh but I think it's all intentional. Um Oh yeah, I, I think it is. But like there's ADR where what what they're saying like don't really match up to how their mouths are moving. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of like weird audio choices in that movie, I think. Um and yeah, the, there's a really no plot. Uh, it kind of falls apart. Like, like the movie starts and you're like, okay, I see what this is gonna be, and then mm -hmm. halfway through it just kind of like jumps off a cliff and never does anything else. Like it, it just becomes like a mess. And that's what's that's why it's so complicated to talk about. I think for I don't know about for you exactly, but everything you've just said is why I like the movie so much. But... Yeah, exactly, Ex exactly. But it's like if someone I didn't like that, I I get it. It's because like we you know you talk about like you know everybody talks about like you know oh what kind of intention was behind this choice, but I don't really give a shit about the intention. You know what matters is that like. For whatever reason, all that shit you just said to me works really well in it, even if it was completely unintentional. Like even if yeah. they fucked that up. I mean, like, I think it was intentional. Like because like there's like there's some I don't mean to derail this, but there are some movies. Like I've seen okay, like The Room. Like I know everybody's talked about The Room. It's kind of a dead horse. But like The Room is so terrible. That it transcends its own shittiness. And to me, becomes so oddly compelling that it's honestly one of my favorite movies. It's in the essentials list, and I don't mean that ironically. Like, I, like I'm not, it's so bad, you gotta watch it. No, like, it, it's so bad that it's, like, legitimately good. Like, 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 I, I, I gave so much more of a shit about the characters in that movie than I did in, like, I don't know, uh, Fucking, I, the most generic movie, I was trying to think of something, and I thought of fucking Bumblebee. Like, because Bumblebee, to me, was just, like, flat five or six on a good day. Yeah. You know? And, like, I was like, I don't care about this stuff, but this shit's so out there, you know? And it works so well just because of how shitty it is. And I know they didn't intend for that, so. <laughs> yeah. It becomes, uh... like, a comedy. Like, it, it's weird, but, yeah. Yeah, I guess it doesn't really matter how, what the intent was. It's what the final product uh, is, I guess. I, I feel the same way about the Spider-Man <laughs> Sam Raimi trilogy. <laughs> I don't know, like, how I feel about those movies. I think I have them rated pretty high on Letterboxd, but, like, I also hate them. <laughs> like, How many times have we watched the Spider-Man, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies? I've lost track. 
As a group, I really have. As a group, I think we've watched the trilogy twice. But, but I think we've watched one. I we've think we've probably seen Spider-Man 3 like at least five times as a group. Because <laughs> um, it's always on Netflix for some reason. But yeah, like we watched... I think we I watched them in reverse order. Yeah, we did. Back in like high school or mm-hmm. early college maybe? Yeah, I think it was early college. But... Yeah, and then... We went on vacation and we watched every night. We watched. Uh, yeah, imagine one, that. One of the. We went to Chicago, <laughs> and we spent our nights in Chicago, watching Sam Raimi's Spider-Man trilogy yeah. <laughs> on a shitty TV in an Airbnb. It wasn't shitty TV, but it wasn't an Airbnb. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I. I don't know. Like, I hate those movies, but I also love them. <laughs> Well, you convinced me of something, though, like, really honestly and truthfully. I, the third one is the worst, in my opinion, but really, it's not that different. Oh, yeah, that's a hot take. Uh, I agree with your I hot know, take. Yeah, this is my, my hot take is that, like, Spider-Man 3 is not that big of a drop-off. Like, It's in, not. I've come to agree. In, I don't. It, rather, if you hate the first two or you love the first two, doesn't matter. Spider-Man 3 is, like right where those other two are almost like mm. yeah it's a little bit worse but it's it's not like a franchise killer like everyone says it is yeah if you think one and two are good then spider-man 3 should in your mind be just as good as I think the other it, I, don't, two. I don't i think it could like at the very least it's decent to the, it should be decent because like i mean well i don't know i feel like all we ever really criticized like saying that was worse than the other two was like how there were too many villains like venom yeah. really muddies the plot that's the only main problem I think. but and i hate like, them all like yeah yeah i mean i get that i i kind of enjoy them i but... enjoy them for what they are but there's also got, something yeah. about those movies that just like deeply annoys me and mm. makes me like angry like i do think i like them more than you but i i, I do agree that spider-man 3 really isn't that much different yeah. Which is to say that I don't think I hate Spider-Man 3 as much as a lot of people do. Um, yeah. Because I like how campy they are. And that, that is ba- there's really no difference in Spider-Man 3 uh, in the other two. Especially not, like, the first Spider-Man. Um, I feel like parts of Spider-Man 2 try to be a bit more uh, serious. But yeah. even... Oh, so ham-fisted. I'm say? sorry, the serious moments were so ham-fisted in Spider-Man 2 that even they're... You cut out a... The... <sighs> hey, the, the se- you're going good there for a bit. The serious moments in Spider-Man 2 are really ham-fisted to the point where they themselves are kind of cheesy. Like, yeah. like even the, you know, the iconic train scene. The train scene. Which dude. I really like, but if it's, you're going to try have the, tell They don't me, have trains in New York. They're gonna try and tell me. Do they not? I think they just have subways. Like, I don't think they're... Like, that's a Chicago thing. I'm pretty sure New York just has subways. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Like... Well, I don't know for sure, but I, I'll take your word on that. I mean, that's kind of funny then. <laughs> yeah. But, um... I might be yeah, wrong, that's, but... That itself with fucking Joey Diaz. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. I forget. Uh, that's, that's... I like that scene, but uh, if you're gonna try and tell me that that's not really ham-fisted and over-the-top, I mean, oh yeah, those movies. Are it is like cheesy. the kind of superhero cheese that like gets my dick hard. But like, eh, no, I don't know if it's really. 
I mean, if you if you want my honest opinion, and I'm sure you agree, even though I think we differ in how strongly we feel about this, the Tom Holland movies are significantly better. Yeah, but I would rather watch. Yeah, okay, the Sam fair Raimi enough. Movies. Because like I, I feel like the Sam, I think the Sam Raimi movies are bad, but I think they're like also really enjoyable. I feel like the Tom Holland movies are like acceptable, good at parts, but they don't like. I don't know. I'd rather watch a train wreck than just a normal functioning train. I guess. I don't know. Um. But yeah, what, what's some of your other? I guess we can just list off some favorite movies. Some well, some of your top rated films. Let me think. I was looking through my letterbox to try to... Yeah, that's what I need to do. Try to see what I've been liking. I guess, uh, well, you're pulling up yours. I already got mine pulled up, so... Uh, some other movies that I really enjoy, like, uh... The Lighthouse, that came out this year. That was a... Oh, yeah, of course. I, I really enjoy that a lot, too. Like, yeah. that's basically... Uh, okay, one thing that we need to make abundantly clear is I think a lot of the time our opinions... Are pretty much the same. Yeah, there's not much that we disagree on. Um, but yeah, we usually have a pretty similar opinion. Um, Ex Machina. It's like it's great. Spider Verse. Uh, and then I guess some uh, some older movies maybe because I'm not I don't know I haven't seen like a lot of super old films but I love like. Uh, North by Northwest, uh, Sunset Boulevard, um, <laughs> uh, Jurassic Park, RoboCop, uh, Gremlins 2. <laughs> Gremlins, <laughs> Gremlins 2. 2. I want you to talk about Gremlins 2. <laughs> uh, I mean, maybe, maybe that's my recommendation. <laughs> no, it's, oh. it's, it's not. I don't, I don't even know who's recommending. Um, I don't know who's recommending. I thought you were recommending. I'll recommend, um, but it, I guess, it, should it be Gremlins 2? Should be something we've neither of us have seen. Okay, I think. Okay, but I think at some point we can uh, recommend movies like we want the other person to see, if it's like something we want to go back on or something. Right, right. I think that'd be cool, but it, uh, it won't be Grimless too. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, I, much like you could talk about Conan for an hour, <laughs> I feel like I could talk about Gremlins two for an hour. Uh, it's just, like, an insane movie. I mean, there's also a lot of backstory. Like, the director really didn't want to do it. And the studio, like, really wanted them to. And he basically said, like, give me double the money and no restrictions and I'll do it. And, and they let him do it. So it's just, like, an insane movie. It's, like, a parody of the first one. But it's also, like, a commentary on, like, Hollywood sequels and... Uh, general and there's like a parody of like Donald Trump in this movie which is like stra <laughs> strangely relevant today and the setting of the movie is basically Trump Towers but it, you know he's not named Trump but but it's basically Trump and so the gremlins like overtake Trump Towers um Aaron I think you just went back into the past and made gremlins too <laughs> yeah dude that it was a warning. No one listened. Um, <laughs> the reason I laughed earlier when I brought up Sunset Boulevard is because I thought of that <laughs> that Trump clip where he's like, "This movie from South Korea." <laughs> like, 
What about the good movies? Sunset Boulevard, Gone with the Wind. Like, <laughs> what about these good movies from like sixty years ago? I've never seen Gone with the Wind, but uh, Who I fucking do... actually has. But I do like Sunset Boulevard. Yeah, I do like uh, it too. But... And then uh, I, I guess more favorite movies, just for some variety, for some animated. I guess I really like uh, The Last Unicorn and. Uh, I feel like most of the Ghibli movies are, like, really good, but my favorite that I've seen is probably Princess Mononoke. And then, uh, for documentary, there's this old, like, French documentary about, uh, bugs called Microcosmos, which is, like, really good, but, yeah, those are, like, most of my favorite movies. How about, how about you? Well. Throw some out there. I really like a lot of these. I, some of these might have overlapped, so I'm going to try and say some other ones. Gotcha. Um, well, I'm quite fond of Alien. That's a big mm -hmm. one for me. The original Alien movie, I really like that. Uh, it's like the only good movie Ridley Scott's ever made. <laughs> and anybody else who disagrees can suck my dick. Um, I'm trying to think if I disagree. Try and tell me Apocalypto is a good movie and I'll <laughs> bite your neck off. Um, uh, the Martian. I mean... <laughs> Well, I forgot he did direct The Martian, <laughs> which is not a bad movie, but I would not say it's amazing. It's like no, a good it's, movie. It's not amazing. But um, sorry, Pulp Fiction. I really like Pulp Fiction quite a bit. Yep. Um, for Tarantino movies, I mean, I like Reservoir Dogs a lot too. Um, and Inglorious Bastards. Otherwise, I, I I like them a lot, but I just those those three are like the ones I like the most. I think. Mm -hmm. Um. I don't really have many animated films that I'd say are really that good. You know, I uh, I am quite fond, and I think it doesn't get as much credit as it's deserved. I really like Ratatouille. Um, I've always liked Ratatouille quite a bit. It's I think it's probably my favorite Pixar movie. There you go. That's where I go. <laughs> um, Ghost in the Shell, the original Ghost in the Shell, is like a 10 out of 10. Um, yeah. yeah. 12 Angry Men, which is an older movie, but... Um, Probably one I'm pretty fond of. Mm -hmm. uh, I, you've seen Under the Skin. I don't know how you felt about that. but Yeah, I, I really like that movie. That's, that's probably one of my favorites. It's a good one. That's 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 actually, believe it or not, a 10 out of 10 for me as well. I really like Under really the Skin. You really liked uh, Her, didn't you? Yeah, I really did like Her. I don't know uh, if you gave that 10 or a 9. But... I did originally, and then like I kind of had to backtrack and give it a 9. Yeah. Because, like, the ending, it didn't take me out of it completely, but it took me more out of it than Scott Pilgrim's does. Because it's just... There's nothing about it that goes against the themes of the movie. In fact, they reinforce the themes of the movie. But uh, it's just so, like, left field. Like, well, they kind of set it up. But, they, they, the, but like, the specifics of what they do mm -hmm. are, like, fucking... I, I was like, oh, uh, okay, could have done this a little bit more. Oh, yeah, you were talking, yeah, I remember. Uh, you could have done this a little bit more realistically. Like, I, I get why they did it. I, I, I mean, because sometimes, like, as you know, Aaron, sometimes I dabble in a little bit of uh, fiction writing. You know? That's true. And and, and that that's the, the, what her does is, like, the kind of thing I like to write is, like, a really kind of basic theme or subtext through the lens of, like, genre fiction. Mm -hmm. Which is why I think I really like Ari Aster's, if I'm pronouncing his fucking name right. 
I like Hereditary and Midsommar a lot because they both do that. Um, Hereditary more so than Midsommar, but still. And that's why I really like her. And I get, the, you know, you, like, it, it is kind of fun to just go, like, real hard into the genre, you know, and to, like, do that, which is what the ending of her kind of does. I was like, ah. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't really feel like her should have been doing that, but I, I can respect why they did it, but that's a whole other thing. Um, Synecdoche, New York. Yep. I really like Synecdoche, New York. And um, now this, you may know what I'm about to say. This is something I think we do disagree on, at least to some extent. I don't know oh, how yeah, much you really care. Know. I'm not um, like passionate about this take, but... Well, this I, is the take. I don't like habit. I'm pretty sure I know. Uh, what do you think it is? Stalker. <laughs> yeah, Stalker. Okay. It's Stalker. I like Stalker. Stalker is a phenomenal movie no, about like... three sad Russian men who go, or, or vaguely Slavic. I'm pretty sure. No, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a Soviet satellite state. I think. I don't think they're Russians. I, uh, but... If if this podcast like keeps going, I I want you to recommend that at some point. Um. Okay. Fair enough. Because I feel like. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't watch all of it. Like, I watched over half of it, like, maybe 75%, and I just couldn't. But I don't really have, like, a strong opinion on it, so I don't know. I think Stalker is phenomenal. Um, That's my, like, Letterboxd review of it. I posted a review of Letterboxd. It sums up my feelings on it. I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's just, like, it is. It's just about three Slavs go to a really fucked up weird place and just suffer deep existential crises and yeah it's definitely your your kind of movie and i i I really really liked it i can see why somebody wouldn't like it admittedly um because ultimately and i'm i i don't really care to tell you this because if you've watched half of it you probably got this enough and i'm telling you it's not going to get any better really nothing really happens no, yeah, yeah. Like, I was, it, yeah. It, it's, it's like three it's, hours long. It's three hours of three dudes walking through, like, a really, like, fucked up Slavic uh, countryside. I mean, it is, like, Chernobyl. I mean, it's the area surrounding uh, Chernobyl. Um, because it was before the meltdown. And, you know, some people say the uh, the director... I've talked about this with you before. Some people say that that's what killed the director. Because he died from some kind of, like, cancer, I believe. Andrei yeah. Tarkovsky. He, he died from some kind of cancer. And it was before the meltdown, but uh, the Soviets had been not... They hadn't been practicing the best uh, waste disposal techniques in the world. And so a lot of people involved happened to get the same kind of cancer. And so some people say it's the movie that killed Tarkovsky. But, um, yeah, that... I really like Stalker. I, I think Stalker's great. Um, it's vaguely the inspiration for a series of video games that yeah. I'm quite fond of. Um, vaguely, very vaguely. I mean, oh, like, like Stalker. Stalker's based off of the novel, I believe, Roadside Picnic. Roadside yeah. Picnic is vaguely similar to Stalker. And, like, Stalker is cl- more similar to Roadside Picnic than it is to, like, the games are more similar to Roadside Picnic than to the film Stalker, but they just stole the name Stalker. And yeah, then stole the part where they yeet, like, nuts and bolts to find things. I knew That's a little bit about the games, and I was kind of expecting the movie to be, like, a darker, more realistic take on that. I, I was too, honestly. 
Uh, I wasn't disappointed with what I found, but I was expecting that going in. Uh, yeah, I feel like objectively that movie's probably good, but like I, I don't know. I just couldn't, I couldn't get through it. But maybe, maybe one day if we keep the podcast up long there enough, we go, there we can, go. We can have one. All right. Um, I think we're closing in on an hour. It's at least been like fifty minutes. Um, so, uh, do, do you have a favorite director? Like, uh, I don't think I really have a favorite director. I could name a couple that I'm quite fond of. Yeah, you can do that. Um, like I said, I kind of like Ari Aster. Mm-hmm. I'd like to get to know some of his. Well, I, I say get to know. He hasn't. He doesn't have any movies other than Midsommar and Hereditary. I'd like to see more from him. Is what I mean to say. Yeah. Um. God, I do not know how to pronounce his name. Um, hold on. How do I say this name? Who is it? Pronunciation. Now hold on. Oh. Let's hear this. How to pronounce? Oh my God! I don't want to full. F- <laughs> okay. Well, she just said it. Denis Villeneuve. I don't even know. Denis Villeneuve. That's what I'm saying. That's his oh, fucking oh, yeah. name. Yeah, yeah. Denis Villeneuve. That's his name. That's the American <laughs> name for that man. And I and I I, I really like his work. Um, because Blade Runner 2049 I like Blade Runner 2049 mm-hmm. more than the original um, I like how I said Ridley Scott didn't make a good movie <laughs> and I and I really like uh, the first Blade Runner but uh, you know, no but 2049 is better better to say Ridley much. Scott's overrated I think yeah. he is overrated I think most of a lot of his films aren't that great um, but god Gladiator's okay listen alright um <laughs> But Denis Villeneuve, I like I like uh, Blade Runner twenty four nine Arrival. Um, I don't think I liked Enemy as much as you do. I go Enemy back and forth on Enemy. Honestly. The Enemy felt weird to me. Um, I need to see more of his movies. Um, you know, um, Tarantino is that. Yeah, I guess. I guess I like Tarantino. Um, it feels cliche to say. Tarantino, yeah, it does. But feel like, very cliche. He's a good that. director. I mean, yeah, there is a director. Um, I don't really know if I'd call him one of my favorite directors, though. But he's like one of the few directors who has more than like two movies that I've seen every film he's ever made, like every every feature length film. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeremy Saulnier. I don't know how to say that one either. What has he done? Uh, he did Green Room. Okay, I haven't seen that. Green Room and Blue Ruin, and I really like Blue Ruin. That's an essential. Um, oh, yeah, I, I wanted to check that out, but I didn't get a chance to. Hold the Dark is okay. Um, that was a Netflix original starring the uh, the guy from uh, Westworld. I forget his name. Oh, what's his name? on Jeffrey Wright, that's the actor's name. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and he is pretty good in that, but it's just some of it I don't really... Now, I think this might be a hot take. Because I think a lot of people kind of feel very fondly for this. You've seen one of his movies, believe it or not. Um, you probably... If you don't, if you do recall the movie, you probably didn't know that it was directed by the guy who directed a movie like Blue Ruin and Green Room, which are movies you've heard of. Um, he directed Murder Party. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Wasn't and I don't... Fan. 
really like Murder Party, like, at all. But I, some yeah. people really like Murder Party, I think. Yeah, I wasn't a fan, but... No, no. Um, I'd like to say... I'd, 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 I'd be in a better world if I could say, like, Nicholas Winding, or whatever his name is, is a, is a director I like, but he's not. I just like Drive. Um, I'm a normie who likes Drive. I mean, yeah, Only God Forgives sucks, so. Um, uh, yeah, Only God Forgives is horse shit. If anybody thinks Only God Forgives is a, is <laughs> a good movie, yeah, unsubscribe. <laughs> no. Get the fuck out of here. No, no actually, no, no, come please, on the no. podcast, defend yourself. Yeah, fucking pussy. You say it. Say it while you think that piece of shit nonsense <laughs> is a good movie. It's nothing but nonsense for the sake of nonsense. Uh, and, uh, I, I feel like I'm in the same vein as you where it's like I don't really have a favorite director because I'm more so just like watch good movies not yeah. necessarily looking at the director so there's a lot of directors that i really like but it feels weird to say they're my favorite because i've only seen like a few of their movies mm-hmm. um but like robert eggers is like i guess it's oh yeah up and coming yeah. really i mean even though i wasn't that big a oh. fan of the witch i thought it was still directed you know who well. we gotta say because i quite like uh taika with Edie. oh yeah yeah taika i do Wikid. really He's enjoy great. taika with Edie. have you seen what we do in the shadows i need to show that to you yeah, yeah, we watched yeah. it. Oh, yeah, we did. I remember. Yeah, yeah. Back in the isn't, day, isn't, uh, the, isn't the greatest. But, yeah. yeah, no, I, I really enjoy it. Um, yeah, he's definitely up there. Uh, I just like lost all my all my train of thoughts. Like, like I said, I've I've only seen one Wes Anderson film, so like, there's no way I'm saying he's like one of my favorite directors because I don't really know. But uh, from what I've seen of his, I, I really enjoy his work. Um. Uh, the Safety Brothers. Um, I think they only have four feature-length movies out right now, and I've only seen two. Um, but I like love their style. Um, love how they do things. Um, so they're they're definitely definitely up there. Um, Edgar Wright, obviously. I mean, oh right, yeah, I forgot about like Edgar he did Wright. make he did make my favorite movie of all time, but. Like all of his movies, I feel like are really good. I think I think I think I think we have seen all of Edgar Wright's. I know I have seen all of Edgar Wright's. You're right. I think I might have seen all of his movies. There's actually. only five. I mean, Soho's not out yet. Last night, in Soho. Yeah. Yeah, because he's got the Cornetto trilogy and then Baby Driver and Scott Pilgrim, and that's it. Is that really it? Yeah. For I mean, he's got like short films, length? I think, but yeah. Wow, I, I didn't know that. Um. Yeah, I wish he uh, got to do Ant Man, but I was about to say, he would have had Ant Man. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe we can have an MCU episode uh, later on because I feel like that would be interesting. Um, mm. But yeah, Safety Brothers. Watching them all. Yeah, that's true. There's still like two I haven't seen. Um, <laughs> also, like I, I Kaufman uh, made some yeah. Nectiki New York, and but he's also like written and produced a lot of interesting movies. That's what he did before he was like. Yeah. Right. So as far as directing goes, I'm not for sure, but like I I like pretty much anything he's involved with is I feel like uh really good. And uh he was actually um I, I found I found this out from Letterboxd, but this kind of connects Kaufman to Scott Pilgrim. Um oh. kind of. He was there was supposed to be a TV show called um How and Why starring um Michael Sarah and uh, 
it was about like I don't know a TV host getting like shot into the supernatural uh, world or something, mm. and Kaufman was directing and writing it. But uh, doesn't yeah. really sound like a Kaufman thing. I guess it got canceled, or I'm not for sure. But Kaufman is definitely someone I try to keep up with. But besides that, I'm kind of like you. I don't really like follow. I mean, have we even seen Anomalisa? No, no. Um, need to get on that. Yeah, there, yeah. Like, like you said, there, there's a lot of movies I've seen. There's a lot of directors I'm familiar with, but I don't really follow films by director. I guess. Mm, yeah, neither do I. Not particularly. Like Tarantino, that is like a very uh, cliche very. to say, but I mean, I feel like he has a good track record. Like most Tarantino movies I've seen, I at least think they're like good. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of all of them, but yeah. Um, I want to watch more movies from, and I'm gonna butcher it, Bong Joon Ho. Oh yeah, I've yeah. seen Snowpiercer. But I don't know if I... I haven't even seen that, so... I do like Snowpiercer quite a bit. It's not an essential, but it's... Uh, it's, it's pretty good. And I'd like to see The Host, and I'd like to see Okja, or whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, hmm, I'm, I'm just trying to, like, think. Uh, yeah, I guess there's no one else that, like, really stands out to me as, like, uh, being really good i i like a lot of spielberg movies but i feel like spielberg is pretty overrated um, yeah oh oh the the coen brothers um oh yeah yeah the big lebowski is like probably one of my favorite comedies mm-hmm. um no country for old men is great uh i think i've seen oh brother where art thou but it's been a long time and i, I, re- I i'm quite fond of oh brother where art thou actually i need to check it out I, f- I think i watched it when i was like a child so i don't really remember much of it um Fargo. I need to watch Fargo. Yeah, I haven't. I've only seen the show. Um, uh, I like Burn After Reading a lot, personally. Yeah, I haven't seen that either. I, I need to. I need to get in on this. Oh, I. Uh, you know what? Hot take. I, I watched the Ballad of Buster Scruggs actually. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I do. I did not like it that much. Yeah. It's like a five out of ten. I was not that impressed with it really. Um. um yeah, I don't know. Uh, it was Hell Caesar? That wasn't very good either, right? No, I didn't watch that, but um, yeah. I've only seen one of his movies, uh, but Danny Boyle, uh, Train Spotting. Oh, right, right. And yeah, I don't think. I've never even seen Train Spotting, so. Train Spotting's great, and I don't know if you've seen 28 Days Later, but. Mm, uh, no, I don't think Nakey so. Jakey on YouTube has, like, a kind of like a, I guess, a video essay about 28 Days Later, and it seems, like, really cool, so. People but, really like that movie. But he also made the new, uh, yeah, the new Beatles movie. So, oh, I didn't know that he even did that. <laughs> yeah, or he, I think he he was involved in it in some way. No, yeah, he directed it. I'm looking at his letterbox page. Okay, yeah. I well, didn't realize he directed fucking Sunshine. Are you kidding me? Oh, Sunshine! I, I did not know that either. Um. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know enough. I like because I've talked to you about this before. Like, I have a pretty good memory and i can remember a lot of films i watched even when i was a child well enough to even have an opinion on them mm-hmm. but sometimes there are just movies that i just didn't care about like at all like sunshine to even, like sunshine i don't think i cared about sunshine it's like you know i can't review kangaroo jack 
Because I didn't give a shit about Kangaroo Jack. And I don't give a shit about Sunshine. I mean, Well, my recommendation might... is Sunshine. <laughs> oh, no. Um, what yeah. are we going to recommend? I don't know. We've almost hit the hour mark, so uh, I was going to do that. But I just wanted to mention one final. Uh, the Zucker Brothers, they did, like, Airplane and the mm -hmm. Naked Gun trilogy. and Airplane's top, phenomenal. Top Secret. So those are, like, some of my favorite movies. But they were also involved with some of the scary movie uh, movies. So fuck them. <laughs> know that yeah I, I didn't either um that because those movies seem like they're trying to like pair like i don't know like do a really bad copy of what airplane was um maybe they just became out of touch okay well recommendation time you ready for this trevor mm -hmm. you, you ready for this recommendation oh i'm ready sir Alright, so I was I was scanning through my watch list. I was trying to find something that neither of us have seen and that maybe maybe also not a lot of viewers have seen, if anyone is listening to this. That way you can watch along or watch it and be ready for the discussion next time. Um, so this movie came out in 1971. Okay. It was directed by Monte Hellman, who... I have never seen and am not familiar with any of his other movies, and it is called Two Lane Blacktop. Okay, I've heard of that at some point. Okay, I, yeah, I kind of heard about it. I think it's like a cult classic. Um, someone who followed me on Letterboxd, uh, it's like the, one of their favorite movies, and they left like a really in-depth review of it and i read it and it made me really interested to to check it out so yeah find this legally online of course uh legally <laughs> yeah i was gonna see you know just so everyone is you know following the law um uh it's not available on netflix uh <laughs> uh, it's not even available on digital. You can't, you'd have to. Uh, it, it might be on Criterion. It is in the Criterion collection. Oh, really? Um, so I remember that, yeah. Okay, well. It might it. not even be on there. <laughs> uh, order it on Amazon. Let's um, see. It looks like there is, for me anyway, three-day shipping. Two-lane blacktop is not on Criterion. All right, order it on Amazon, guys, for 11.76 Blu-ray. <laughs> um, three-day shipping. So when you listen to this, like the next one's probably going to be coming out in maybe a week, I guess. So order it right away. Comes in in three days and watch it legally, of course. Um, you know, if you wouldn't want to do anything illegal, like stream it online. That's naughty but yeah so that's my recommendation and i think that's the podcast do you have any final words trevor uh no i think i think it's i think we've said all we need to say all right so thanks guys <laughs> we will join back with two lane blacktop yeah yeah check it out